Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture?
This is episode one of the Doing Life with God series. It's under our spiritual category. You can find the full list of industries we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. In this series, I talk to different Christian believers about how they do life with God, how they invite God into their daily lives and walk with Him. Doing life with God makes the Christian walk more fruitful and filled with victory in all areas of life. It gives us access to His supernatural power. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Your prosperity in all things and divine health is dependent on the prosperity of your soul. The soul draws from the spirit. If we do life with God and invite him into everything we do, we increase our spiritual enlightenment because we're drinking from the life-giving source. As a result, our soul is nourished. When our soul prospers, we inevitably prosper in everything we do and walk in divine health. Communication is the key to any human-to-human relationship. And for intimate relationships, daily communication is a must. All relationships fail when there is no communication. So likewise, if there is no daily communication with God, who is the anchor of our spiritual lives, our spiritual lives will fail, which cascades into other areas of our life. When Jesus walked on this earth, he communicated and did life with his heavenly father daily. In John 6.57, he says, As the living father has sent me, and I live by the father, so he that feeds on me, even he shall live by me. And all the miracles that Jesus did, he did with and through the father. In fact, he said in John 5.19, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Philippians 4.13 also reminds us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You see, Christ means anointed one. And we know that being a born-again Christian, you have this anointing dwelling in you. So you can read this as... I can do all things through the power of his anointing, which strengthens me. Isaiah 40 verses 29 to 31 also reminds us that this anointing gives power to the weak and increases the strength of those who have no might. It says, even youths shall utterly faint. They shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord that expect upon him, that trust in him, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So God the Father was the life source and power source of everything Jesus accomplished on this earth. Likewise, for us to have victory over the challenges we face daily in our lives, it requires us to do life with God to walk with Him, and to invite Him into every area of our lives. The objective of this series is to encourage believers and non-believers, people who don't believe in God, who are looking for a place to anchor their spiritual life, that they can have a relationship with Christ, 
they can have a relationship with Jesus Christ without doing religion. You see, religion is about traditions. It's about doing certain things on certain days only, dressed in a certain way and in a certain building. But that doesn't have to be your life. So in this episode, I discuss with our first guest, Christian. I ask him how he does life with God, specifically on the subject of prayer. I hope this episode blesses your heart. Open up your heart and mind and let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. One of the things that has really been on my heart, I'm pretty sure it's also been on yours, is this attitude of communicating with God. Yes. And you seem to have a pretty crazy routine. Yes. <laughs> I've had of a people. I've I've had of so many routines out there, but. Yours probably one of the craziest out there. So, kind of work us through. How do you? What's your normal day like as you get in the mood to battle with the evil forces out there? How do you start off your day? Well, first and foremost, we know that uh, prayer is the most important discipline of a human being's life. So. Your level of prayer power is really the level of uh, power and closeness to God that you can entail. So just like anything else in life, it needs to be developed. It needs to be progressed and evolved over time. Uh, you know, when I first started to pray, I could pray for like, you know, the first day I started to pray, I prayed for five minutes and then it grew to 10 and then it grew to 15 and then it gradually grew to 30 and then at that point as I continued to go to church what happened is that my prayer life really really evolved and then it I just completely fell in love with it and I fell in love with the way I felt after I had good prayer sessions and I also obviously fell in love with answered prayer so prayer I strategically over time did a a uh, kind of a trial and error phase of what is the best thing that uh, program of prayer that really works for me and how I can emulate the most success 
in my prayer life and be really strategic about it. So, basically, you want to know how I do it? Yeah, what, 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 do, what are you finding are the things that work for you? Because you said you did a try on the error before. Sure, well, what I did, what really works for me is, uh, wake, I got it, the Holy Spirit gave me a, a level of discipline to wake up uh, early every morning with the understanding now, so you have to have understanding that in your early morning prayers, there's a special anointing in those hours. There's a special power. It, it makes your prayers more fiery and more powerful. So he gave me the power to wake up um, early. And, I, and when I would wake up, I would just immediately start to pray. I wouldn't do anything but I'd just go in the shower and immediately start to pray. So, like, basically, instead of, like... Um, what happened to me in my experience is instead of like saying, okay, it's time to pray, I just encompassed prayer with my tasks. So I, as I did stuff, I would just pray. It made it, it somehow like uh, gave me power to stay long in prayer, if that makes sense. So instead of saying, okay, I'm going to pray for 20 minutes or half an hour, I'm going to sit there and pray today, which sometimes I do, I say, well, no. I have to shower, I have to clean my house, and I want to go for a walk. So I would just do all three, four of those things right when I would wake up, and I would pray the whole time. I see. So it made it very easy. This was, I don't know if the Holy Spirit or God showed me this. I'm assuming I'm not that smart of a person to come up with this type of stuff. Um, but I will tell you that um, doing this on a daily basis growing in the time span that I would pray, um, being long in prayer. Uh, you know, the way I felt after these long prayer sessions was absolutely mind-blowing, life-changing, and it became addictive because I never wanted to not feel that way again. I see. To start my day. So when you pray for multiple hours straight, hard, two, three, four, five hours straight. When you're finished that, you've literally become another man. So you're like, you're, you're operating in such deep realms of the supernatural that you become intensely addicted to it and you never want to go back to just living as a normal person. So you've become a supernatural entity. So the, uh, well, well, what about if someone... Okay, now let's let's put let's try to break this down or maybe sure. how would you tell someone who has like a normal like let's say nine to five, someone who's gonna be at work like someone gonna be at work at nine? Yeah, no, I'm just saying like someone who has to be at work like during during the day, they might not they may not have they might not be able to kinda of go nonstop three three to five hours. Like, well, how they, do you think they like, let's say if I've got office work to do and, and projects and stuff like that, how, how do I incorporate my prayer life into that? Okay, well, the, the key here is discipline. The key here is to be filled in the spirit of God and the spirit of God is essentially the spirit of discipline. So he will give you, you can't do it by your own power. The spirit of God will give you the power to both sleep at a certain time, wake up at a certain time. And use those morning hours. Everybody has 5 to, you know, if you wake up at 5 a.m., you have till 7, 8 a.m. to do whatever you want. Instead of 
running around, making breakfast, talking to your wife, reading magazine, watching TV. It's all a waste of time. You should be praying the whole time. Right away until the moment. This is the way I do it. Right until, the, until I have to go to work or I, have, I go, go into the gym, I'm praying the whole time. I don't, okay. waste, I don't waste a second. Okay, so, so I'll have saying... till five till eight, five till eight, five till eight thirty every morning to pray. So you have to wake up early. Okay, so you're saying, wake up early. Five, let's say five o'clock. Go at it. Hit, wake hit, up early hit, and hit immediately. the spiritual atmosphere. Yes, immediately. Don't waste. Don't waste time. Just whatever you have to do. What 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 worked for me is building a routine of. This is what I do in the mornings, and when I do this in the morning, I'm going to mix it with prayer. So I wake up, I have to shower, obviously, and, and do all that. So I'm going to pray in the shower. Da, 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 pray, pray, pray. Okay, I'm done. Oh, now I want to come out and make my juice and da, da, da. Pray, 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 pray while I do that. Okay, I'm done. Now I want to clean my whole house. Oh, that's going to take another half an hour, 45 minutes. Pray, 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 pray the whole time. That's perfect. All of a sudden, I've been in prayer for an hour, and I've, but I've been doing these random tasks that... Give me the drive and the capability to stay long in the prayer. Then I'm, then I'm like, okay, it's beautiful. I don't want to go for a nice, beautiful walk. And uh, I go for, at that time, nobody's awake. Everybody's sleeping. It's just, I get outside. It's beautiful out. I live by the water and I go for a nice 45-minute walk. Again, praying in tongues the whole time. So the, what I'm trying to tell you is the key is routine. The key is having a, a, a strategic daily routine that works for you. What I'm telling you may not work for you, but it sure as hell works for me. So, but the, the, the reason it works for me because it is so strategic and disciplined that the Holy Spirit of God will have unction to, to manifest in that arena, in that atmosphere. Because it's just so strategic and disciplined. The Spirit of God loves discipline. I agree. Does that make sense? So, routine is the key. And... And, and, and making sure that over time you're the Bible says out of the mouth of babes and suck, uh, sucklings you shall perfect your praise so the way that you pray on a, on a daily basis also must be improved your focus must be improved your determination and the level of heart engagement must be improved your um, using your some, one thing that the man of God taught me is to use my imaginations as I pray. When you use your imaginations and you picture things in your mind as you pray, what happens is that your whole heart is so focused that the anointing is, is more powerful. So there also has to be a mindset of, okay, I did it this way yesterday. How do I improve it today? How do I improve it today? How do I improve it today? You can't imagine these little things that you tweak, the difference of power and anointing will come. So, you, you know, a person could be praying for one hour, but their mind is thinking about their job. Really, their prayers barely cross the ceiling. <laughs> oh, I see that. So that's one of those, like, as you pray, then that's almost like twofold because you're praying and then you're trying to keep your mind <laughs> on it's tasks. Not not on what you're trying to do. No, no, yes. like, oh, I got to get to work. I got to go, yes. go through traffic. You're, you're present in the moment. Yes. This is the trick and this is maybe the difficult part of it. Because for me, I have to, I'm doing certain physical tasks, but my mind is not even there. My mind is so focused on my prayer, but yet I'm doing physical tasks. So when I'm cleaning, I'm not 
most people when they're cleaning, they're thinking about, oh, I got to clean. Da, 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 da. For me, I clean like a robot. My mind is just only focused on the prayer, but yet I'm cleaning. So where your mind is, is really important too. And how the level of focus that you are is really important too. Does that make sense? That's that's probably the hardest one because uh, that's I, the hard I, thing. Yeah, you know, I've I've caught myself so many times, even when I'm praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. I've caught myself so many times when I'm praying in tongues and I'm thinking about something else, and I'm of like, course. and I, I have to be like, hey, you know, I have to kind of pull the leash and just be yes. like, hey, come back. Yes, come back, come back, come back. That's so, it. so, so the key that you 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 just stressed here is, it's one thing to pray; it's another thing to have focused prayers yes and kind of centering uh you center your mind you focus your mind on what you're praying about or you almost i'm i'm also gonna say it's like you you could also have the heart involved in in a sense of like you could have a heart where you're like you're pouring it out your prayer yeah yeah you're pouring out your heart to god and, and 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 your mind is is on that prayer and it's almost like the only thing you're seeing in front of you is him yes is him yes um do you know something cool that has uh actually changed changed my prayer life was yeah i probably shared the praise and worship challenge with you the, the 31 days of just uh praise and worship and what really changed for me was that part in revelation where it says the the four beasts mm-hmm. uh they they keep going around the throne and they they just sing holy holy mm. holy lord god almighty mm-hmm. and they sing it non-stop and then when he talked about how all the 24 elders around the throne kind of like they 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 bow down and then they throw their crowns mm. at, at the at the throne right mm-hmm. of jesus it was like it's almost like now every time i i i I get into let's say prayer or praise and worship I now always picture myself as one of the people around the throne right. which means I always picture the throne in front of me yes and and and, and the king of kings sitting on it and mm. I'm saying how would I act if he was literally in front of me correct but I know that if I'm praying the spirit my spirit is communicating with, with, with his spirit which is talking with him so it's like I picture him. It goes back to that imagination. I imagine yes. him right in front of me. And and that has changed things for me. Yes, correct. Because your heart is more engaged. Your mind is engaged. And God really wants the totality of you. He, When you engage him, whether it be by prayer, whether it be worship, he's going to measure almost at a mathematical ratio the level of totality that you're showing him. The more of the totality you, you come before him, the more he immediately, he, the more he'll, he'll be drawn to that moment. That's how he is. He wants all of you. So when the mind, when the heart, when the imagination, when the focus are all working in co- co- uh, unison, you're going to find that the level of power that you're drawing from your prayer life is very, very high. So these are disciplines, that need, invisible disciplines, spiritual disciplines that need to be developed. It's not just opening your mouth and say, oh, Lord, I worship you. Or, oh, Lord, make me rich. There's more to it. There's internal stuff, internal processes of the mind and soul and heart that God is also watching. He's not just listening to your words. 
correct? He's also listening to what's going on internally and watching what's going on internally. As he, as he watches these things mixed with the words and how you're praying, he'll decide how he wants to draw his anointing upon the human vessel. Hmm. Does that make sense? He's yeah, a very, that's... very, very, very detailed God. This is the one thing that people don't understand about him. And the closer you get to him, the more you'll understand how detailed he is. He is so, the Bible says the hairs, all of the hairs on your head were numbered. So he watches everything. And um, the more you're aware of, of everything you're doing when you're engaging him, you're going to just, the quicker you'll fall in love with it too as well. Because you're going to feel so much joy. You're going to feel answer. And it's a beautiful thing. Do you... That, that's... Uh, that clarifies a lot of things for me personally. That, that's, very, that's very encouraging. Thank you for that. Amen. Um, to kind of focus, center myself. Yes. My mind, my, my, my heart. My mind, my heart. And, and I think also... There's another thing, because you know how uh, Paul talks about, like, uh, somewhere in Thessalonians, where it, uh, where it says, uh, spirit, soul, body. Mm-hmm. And, and you know how one of the commandments is, uh, love the Lord your God with all, yes. with all your heart, with yes. all your mind, with all your might, with all your exactly. strength. Exactly. Uh, one of the things being realized is, is the attitude of, you know, like, how... Are you putting energy behind it? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. almost like okay, if I said if I said to you, "Hey, we're going on a boat ride," mm-hmm. like the level of your emphasis, yeah, your 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 excitement, yes, about it, absolutely. You know, like the energy you'll put in yep. behind every move, just yep. preparing to do that. Yeah, and if you come to your prayer time and you're just like, "Oh, I gotta do this," oh, yeah, I gotta, yeah, I got this is uh. And you're like, and you're just like so. Sometimes even when I wake up, I the hardest thing is do, is hitting like top speed when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, mean, I I think that because you, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. You, it's uh, <laughs> how many how many minutes does it take? Like okay, how long does this, it take uh, you before you hit top speed? Top speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, an interesting way to put it. Yeah, it's an interesting way to put we it. We should ask people like, how long does it take you before okay, you hit I wanna, top yeah, speed? This is this is an interesting way to put it. But I'm gonna kind of uh, uh, elaborate it more in a spiritual context. Is that it's wiser to approach God slowly at the beginning until he's seen until he says okay my son enter into my bosom enter into my presence you i'm opening up the gates because you've come in a lot of people try to wait they they, they, they try to enter into the presence of god and, and one way to enter into the presence of god is our prayer they start immediately going no 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 you can do that but it's wiser to treat him as, as god and start slowly and when you see the motivation of your prayer, the energy of the, your, your prayer, and the uh, frequency of your prayer just heightened, or as you would like to say, uh, top speed, what's, <laughs> which is true, what has really happened in the spiritual realm is that he's entered you into the, into the presence. And because now you're in presence, the audacity, the power and the anointing of your prayer has heightened because of presence. Yeah. It's not you. It's not you. It's the Spirit of God. He's God has allowed you in. So, to answer that question, 
um, if I pray really, really well and really focused and determined and, and have all these different things uh, manifesting at once, I could be in within like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And then now I'm screaming <laughs> at, the top, at the top of my lungs and I can't control it I'm just, with all my heart. That's top speed for me. But, you know, if I do it a little more casually, it could take 45 minutes yeah. to an hour. But I'll, I know I'm able to detect the, the moment of, of top speed. But what, the, what that is, is the moment of he's ushered you close. Okay. Yeah. So in that, when you are aware of that moment, what's happened is that the, heaven is close now. His presence is close now. At that moment, you're able to do a lot of dangerous things. Hmm. At that moment, you can issue dangerous decrees. At that moment, you can destroy your enemies in the spirit realm. At that, you know, you understand. So yeah. there's a strategy there because top speed is really you're close now. Yeah, you're close now. So there's a difference between starting the prayer. You're not close yet. Then top speed, maybe half an hour later. Now you're close. So what you can do in those two different. Uh, Spiritual spaces is, is different. It's way more powerful when you hit top speed. You can do a lot more here. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can do a lot more here in your personal life. So strategically, if you want to be asking or supplicating for certain things in your life you want them to do, wait till you hit here. Oh, Man, you 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 you're like David. You you know you know. I always I always say this that I think that uh, David was just making love to God. Like yeah. he's just like serenading him. He's just oh that's a that's that's a good one. It's like you put your you know your your prayers, your requests, your supplications when you hit top speed. Yeah. Almost like when he's opened up his presence. Exactly. And and he's like come all the way, come all the way yeah. into the throne. So again, come all the way. Exactly. Oh, so then that's when you're like, Papa. That's when it, when I want him to bully. whatever issue yeah. I need him to solve. And you, to be perfectly frank with you, at that moment I'm always asking about business breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> strategically, God yeah. is God. God in Himself likes wise kids, like strategic kids. So I pray in tongues for hours until I'm able to hit that top speed realm, and then I tell him my issue and then i'm close and then the issue is just it, it, the answer is quick yeah it's almost like uh you know what's really interesting is uh i was thinking about it well i think last couple of days i was saying uh i say because now that i'm doing you know like uh the the praise and worship and thanksgiving challenge where it's like all the prayers are like thanksgiving prayers and saying thank you thank you preceding everything you know and uh i say it's almost like once you get into the king's presence it's like the attitude that you come in with is so key and it's like at what moment do you ask yeah so i think i was thinking about it and I, and I went back to the story of esther where she she dressed up and you know they do the whole three days of fasting they've put out a decree to kill all the remaining israelites and her uncle is like you girl you gotta go in so she's down at fasting. She puts on the royal robe, mm. and now she's going to the king's presence. Right now, we we know the backstory is that she, if the king hadn't called you in, and if he doesn't put forth his his cup, your head is gone. Right. But it's very interesting. Esther came into 
she didn't ask. Mm-hmm. She, it's almost like sometimes she just came in there and, you know, she... Behaved well. She behaved well, you know. Yeah. She invited him. And and uh, what's the name of uh, the person who went to, who was in charge of killing all the Israelites? Uh, invited them, invited both of them to dinner. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like she came in with a deeper with, with 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 the problem, but she instead offered a gift. Correct. You see, she 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 came in and said, "Hey, I want to make dinner." Correct. You know, I'll prepare dinner tomorrow. You come and whatever. Correct. And it was during that dinner that the king was then like. What is it you want, you know? Correct. And uh, I'll give you up to half of my kingdom. Yes. And then, of course, she got that. But also what was big is that she told told him about the decree that that put out. Well, what Esther did was she wooed God. She That's what you're just talking. She wooed him. She wooed him. She entreated him. She didn't just go, 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 go to him in a demanding manner saying, gimme, 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 gimme. Which is okay, but at some time, strategically, you just got to woo him. And um, Thanksgiving and worship is the main way to woo him because he is a person. He's a spiritual person, so he has emotions, he has feelings, he has likes and dislikes. And one thing that he likes, well, I should say one thing that he loves, is Thanksgiving and praise. So if you do that... Glorifying him. Yeah, glorify. he made the whole world. He made your life. If you do that really well... His heart opens up to it's like the mercy, his mercy opens up to you. And you've entreated you've wooed him, and now he's he's saying, Okay, wow, you really glorified my name. You've given me what I wanted. Because you gave me what I wanted. Because you didn't just demand for money. Because you didn't just demand for this and you didn't demand for that, but you thought of me first and you gave me what I wanted. What do you want now? That is that that changes that 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 actually makes this um this challenge that uh, you know a lot of people have told me it's changed kind of like their prayer life, but it almost oh, wow. it, it changes things because you just you just clarified that you say you come into his presence and you're not asking you're offering him what he wants and yes. you're saying you, but you already know what he wants. Yes, he wants to praise, he wants to be worshipped, yeah, yeah. he wants to be glorified. So you're doing all of that. He's so wood, and then after that he's like, hey. What do you want? What do you want? It's true. That's how it works. Ah. So even when... That, okay, so that's obviously a way to do it. But even when I pray in my own private prayer life, I don't ask for nothing until I'm hours into my prayer. What And what I've... What I'm, not just that. Before I... I've prayed in tongues for a long time and the, this, the anointing of the Spirit has fallen on me deeply. So I haven't asked for anything yet. I've just prayed in tongues. And even before I start to ask for supplication issues in my own life, I pray His needs before my needs. I pray kingdom prayers before my prayers. I pray uh, intercessory prayers before my prayers. I pray for pastors. I pray for the church of God. I pray for the unity of God. I pray for the word of God to prevail and have free course in the city. I pray for 10, 15 different people in my everyday life that I know and that I've examined and I see what they need and I see the roots that they need and I pray those prayers. How much have I done before I've asked for anything for myself. So that's why the Bible says faith is designed to please God. Correct? Not your own needs. It's to please God. So when you behave in this manner, and a lot of Christians open their mouth and say, give me this, give me this, give me this. Well, you're not concerned about his concerns. <laughs> Someone said, uh, uh, a lot of Christians come and say, my name is Jimmy. 
I'll take all you can give me. <laughs> yeah, that's, not, that's 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 the way they do. It. That's you know what what that kind of mindset is. Those are babes in Christ. Those are babies. That's the way a baby acts. An adult, a servant, a spiritual authority, one that has good report with God. God, he will woo God first, and he will pray God's needs first, and then he'll do his 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 own. And then God is way more entreated. And way more uh, open to acting for you. So you you are almost coming in with a servantude, uh, with a servant attitude. Correct. And because you're saying you're coming in, you're doing intercessory prayers, you're praying for everyone, you're praying for the church. Correct. Uh, you're praying for the city. You're praying for. You just kind of praying for everybody else. The, yeah, before myself. Before yourself. Correct. So that, yeah. that's that's a that's a selfless attitude. Correct. That yeah. is a servanthood uh, manifestation of, of prayer, and that's the way to do it. That's the strategic. That's an, that's the way an adult and God would do it. Wow, you, you, my friend, are dropping some gems of uh, when Paul said, uh, "Being skilled." Mm. being skilled skilled in, in in the word of, of righteousness of righteousness spirituality is a skill you have to have skill intuition wisdom intelligence meditation and when all these things are encompassed in your life you're gonna figure out ways that will heighten your sense of spirituality and heighten the, your uh, manifestation of god so that's why paul said it is a skill it is a skill like basketball is a skill there's heavyweight basketball players lebron james michael those guys were skilled basketball players you got manny pacquiao pacquiao you got floyd mayweather skilled boxers if if boxing and basketball requires skill and development how much more relationship with god there's a serious development of skill here that's what people don't get they just open their mouth and and, and say nonsense to him <laughs> did you hear that don't don't just don't just open your mouth and say nonsense to him. Yeah, be skilled. Think. Who, who the father come up? I actually had about a. Um, I think it was Joyce Meyer. She said that sometimes. She said that uh, actually, more times, we we need to actually think about what we're going to pray about, and not just show up and just say whatever. Sure. It's like, think about. Of course. Because from the moment you open your mouth. Those are the words that, you know, by your words, you're justified or by your words, you're condemned. Well, you, yeah, you definitely, the Bible, the Bible says, as a man think of so he is. And the Bible says, Israel, prepare to meet thy Lord. So to not, even to go into the house of God without a desired expectation for what you want them to do is foolishness. To pray, to pray and not kind of know in the back of your mind, I need this solved today is, is kind of dumb because you haven't prepared. So there when I pray, I know way before I even start supplicating what I need him to do that day. And there's the, there there's a preparation and God will bear witness of the preparation. Does, does that make sense? You came at him in a, in a more, uh, in, a pro, in a proper manner. He has the power to give you anything he wants. So you got to come at him properly. So this is the difference between a, a man that is truly walking with God like Enoch and a man that's still treating God as a statue or doesn't know him. The Bible says those that know God shall do exploits. Yeah, the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. exploits. 
So when you know these things and you're practicing them, you're walking in daily exploits. Wow. And then when you're walking in daily exploits, the love of God will be so rich in you because your this spirituality thing is absolutely crazy. You're going to fall head over heels with spirituality. It takes to really know God and to be able to draw God, manifest His power, to, to kind of fall in love with Him. That's why baby born agains don't love Him yet. God loves all, but that, that, that doesn't mean all His kids love Him. No, you can be born again and not love God. In fact, most born agains in this type, part of the world don't actually love God. Does it, you, know, you know what I mean? Just because you've, you're saved, does that mean you're, you truly love Him in your heart yet? Absolutely not. You don't love Him yet. So but the closer you get to him, the more of the love of God will, will uh, manifest. Romans 5.5 5 will begin to um, manifest in your life. So, so you're saying um, it's almost like, uh, sounds like it, it's, uh, it's almost like this uh, romantic curve. Yes. That, like this romantic Absolutely. growth, this romantic relationship whereby... You can be in a relationship with someone and not have a strong love. Yes. That's the way it's, all, it's almost like yeah. there, are, there are marriages whereby, you know, different couples, they're all married. But it's like some people, that love, that connection, that bond between them is just stronger. You Correct. can see it's stronger between them than another marriage. Correct. It's because of how they spend time together. Correct. They enjoy time together. They Correct. enjoy being around each other. So, yeah. So, they know what the other person wants. Correct. They're always looking to serve them. Correct. Not to be... They're Selfish. almost always looking to give, not just to... Receive. Not to receive, which yes. goes back to what you're saying is you're giving to God... Yes. ...before you, you know, you, you, you're seeking to receive. See, most... Um, I would say 75 to 80% of Christians don't actually love God. Really? That's yeah, it's, it's a high number. Wait, not okay. in the whole world per se, but I would say in this part of the world where we are, they don't love God, bro. They don't. They they don't actually love Him in their heart. They might even think they do. But they don't. But this is what this is this is what Jesus said. He said, uh, "If you, he's how he defined love." He said, "He said he said if you love me." Keep my commandments. You'll keep my commandments. Yes. What well, What are the commandments he left us with? Well, to keep, if you love me, keep my commandments. My my commandments are, are not grievous. He's talking about all the commandments of the scriptures. Now, for a person to f keep, La, well, the two, you know, he talked about. He said one more commandment I give you is like love one another. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was that one. Um, but he said also keep all my commandments. Yeah, yeah, but he also said that uh, if you if you fulfill the commandment of love, you you fulfill have all of the yeah law. you 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 have fulfilled all of the law. So when someone might hear that and say, "Well, like, well, maybe what kind of?" Because the commandments he's talking about is uh, you know, love God, you know, with your heart, mind, and soul, and then love one another. So I guess. Loving God is, you know, like maybe you can love one another, but again, we know that love is not just uh, like an emotion. A lot of people think love is just an emotion. No, love is an action. Yes, yeah. You show love. You don't just say, hey, 
you love someone and you never show them that you love them. If you just say it, that person never feels loved. Well, what happens when God looks from heaven and he finds a man that is actually bearing the love of God in their heart is that man is actually able to fulfill all of the will of God and walk in adequate to full obedience of God. And I'm talking about living thousands of scriptures, thousands, not just love God and love your neighbor. I'm talking about the whole totality of the Bible. The love of God is what empowers a man to walk in full obedience. That's what happens when you actually love God. You'll do anything that the Bible says, even if against, even if it's against your person, and you'll do it in a delightsome manner. So oh, okay. love is is the is the generation of full obedience. Oh, I see. The I generation see. of full obedience is like, you know, everything is there. Your your power, your anointing, your blessing, your destiny, and you know what I mean. So God, however you look at it, unfortunately. Fortunately, God is very strict in his nature. He's a strict God. So he really wants all his word done. So how is a man going to do all his word? You know how? When you love him, you will. If you love him, you will. Only way. You cannot fulfill adequate obedience. And by adequate, I mean really applying a lot of the Bible to your everyday life. You cannot. It is absolutely impossible without Romans 5.5 5 in the heart. Because love will give you the empowerment to do. Yeah, the love, love of God will give you the empowerment abroad in your heart. heart. Love yeah. will give you the empowerment to tithe your ten percent. Love will give you the empowerment to come into the house of God with offering. We'll take a break and pick up from here. In the next episode, we'll continue the discussion with our guest Christian on the subject of prayer, the attitude of prayer, and how to involve prayer in everything you do. This was episode one of the Doing Life with God series. Your host for today was Calvin Cavander. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. You pay.